Welcome to 900 Ackland Avenue. This is the podcast for the Ackland Avenue Church of Christ. Today's episode is for January 10th, 2021. Join me now as I read in uh, a scripture from Genesis, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. The word of the Lord. All right. Join me in in some prayer. Oh, Lord God, I am always grateful to read your word. I'm always grateful to be reminded of how you're in control, of how you separated even the day from the night. Lord, I I pray that 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 sense of control um, that you have... um, would be aware to us and that we would be um, at peace despite um, challenging days and um, disconcerting images um, in our in our national politics. Lord, I, I ask that you just help us to remember that you're in control and that your kingdom is our true kingdom and that we ought not to put too much of our... Um, sense of safety and uh, well-being in uh, things of this world. God, I just, I pray for your peace. Um, I pray for uh, you to um, help us to concentrate, to let go of those things and to remember what you have done. God, go with us now. I pray that your word and um, the scripture readings and prayers and teachings um, will reach us and that we can be encouraged. Lord, be with those that are not part of this group. Be with those that um, are unable to listen to this. Um, Be with those that are um, just challenged right now. Lord, I just pray um, your hand upon them. I pray that we would um, make effort, effort in our, in our day to reach out to friends, reach out to those that we know and just encourage them and let them know that someone cares about them. And the reason that is, is because we have you father. And I'm just grateful for that. God, we thank you so much for your son and his sacrifice. May his sacrifice encourage us to make sacrifices of our own. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Feel free to stop the recording now and worship the Lord. Today's scripture reading is from Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. 
Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, Glory! The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength in his people, to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for our community here at Ackland. We thank you for all the blessings you bestowed upon us. We thank you for the shared sense of community we have and the love that we share in being together and being together in the spirit of your son and <clears throat> We ask that you be with those in our community who are hurting, who are suffering. Yes, you especially be with Marion Corley and help her as she deals with uh, COVID and with her chemotherapy. And we ask that you be with Edgar Allen and Jade as they deal with COVID and be with Anne Marie's father and all those who need your special attention. We ask that you... Help us as a nation, Father, and as a world, and as a nation with civil unrest and the frustration that people are feeling and the fear and the uncertainty of the pandemic and the political unrest. We ask that you help us as a nation to find peace and find harmony and resolve our differences and live together as one big community. We thank you for the love that we share as Christians all over the world. We thank you for our community once again here at Ackland and for the love we share here. We thank you most of all for your son Jesus, and it's through him we pray. Amen. Feel free to stop the recording now and worship the Lord. Good morning, church. I want to be really honest this morning. I've struggled to know what to say the last nine months. And I've struggled to know what tone and posture to take. At times, I've been overly positive and optimistic, which can make it seem like my head is in the sand. And at other times, I've been really realistic, even dark, which can make it seem like I'm not living into the joy of the resurrection. If I weekly speak to current events, am I letting the news media set the agenda for our time together? If I don't speak to current events, am I ignoring our responsibility to be salt and light in this world? I appreciate your patience through all this. We've all had a lot to process and not seeing each other face-to-face -face compounds our pain, our loneliness, and our confusion. 
Family, I still think a lot about what happened in our city on the 25th. I think about it every day. You wonder how a person could get to that place. And we'll probably slowly know more over time, but so far we have seen a profile of a lonely, isolated man. And that tragedy shows us the extreme of isolation. We see too much alienation in our world. And we have a responsibility to be friends with our neighbors. And I keep thinking about this. What if I'd been his neighbor? Would I have gotten to know him? Could I have brought him out of his isolation and extremism? What would I have been able to do as his neighbor? It's also sad and painful to think about. And I keep thinking about what happened in D.C. on Wednesday. Like the other story, it's sad, it's painful, it's evil. The rioting of the other day and the rioting of this past year, these events have left scars. It's not my goal this morning to give a comprehensive response, but I do want to share what I find most troubling. I'm angered by the association of Christian iconography with violence. So, for example, one of those storming the Capitol the other day held a sign that read, Jesus saves. At least one carried a cross. And family, this should trouble us. I remember back in elementary school, teachers would do this exercise. Probably some of you that are teachers know the name of this learning exercise. But teachers would do this exercise where they would give you three images, sometimes four, and you'd have to circle the one that didn't match. Like, this image does not go with the others. And I, I used to love that exercise as a kid. And it's not only a good educational exercise, but a good life approach. What doesn't go with the other? And I know this, a Jesus saves sign does not go with a riot. A cross does not go with a rally uh, composed with, with at least some, perhaps many, white supremacists. A cross, and I know there's a historical thing for this, but it should grieve us in sadness every time. A cross should not go with that. And it reminds me of something the president did over the summer. After clearing an area of protesters in D.C., he waved a Bible around. <clears throat> he didn't read it, didn't quote it. He just waved it around. The Bible is not a prop. It's not a lucky charm. It's not a political tool. And what, we must be on our guard against this type of stuff. We must consistently train ourselves spiritually so that when we see these types of things, this use of of Christian iconography um, with things that are not Christian, um, we should pick up on this stuff. If we have ears to hear, the Holy Spirit will give us a prompting and, and speak to us and grant us discernment in those times. The Christian faith is something that changes us and demands our number one allegiance. It's not something we use for other purposes. So as we do every week, we bring everything that's been going on in our world with us, whether we say it out loud or not, right? We bring it with us, and we come to our joint time together. We come to the scriptures. We come to the Lord's table. And this rhythm brings us comfort and hope because every time God speaks to us in our situation. I know we're feeling a lot of things right now, and I want you to know that when you read the Bible and pray, God will meet you there. When I think about the things I want our kids and our teenagers to grow up with a clear sense of and understand it's this, no matter what goes on in the world, when we come together as church, when we read our Bibles, we pray, we come around the table, God will meet us there. God will speak. God is a talking God.
God is living and active. And specifically in this time, we long for a new beginning, the start of a new year. A lot of things going on. We long for a new beginning. And that's exactly what the lectionary readings discuss this morning. So we have four readings as we do every week. Our Old Testament reading comes from Genesis 1. And you know how Genesis starts. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Spirit of God hovers over the waters, and when God speaks, creation happens. So take that and compare it to Psalm 29, our psalm reading. In verse 3, we see an echo of Genesis 1 when we read, The voice of the Lord is over the waters. So it's, it's this same echo of Genesis 1. In fact, over and over again in the passage, we hear of the voice of the Lord, and we're shown a God that speaks, works, moves, and creates. This God is not silent. This God is not removed from what goes on in in our planet. This God is involved. And then in our New Testament, non-gospel reading from Acts 19, we hear of the baptism of the Holy Spirit when people submit to baptism. The same Spirit that hovered over creation, the same Spirit involved in creation, that same Spirit indwells inside of them and can indwell in us. These themes of creation the Holy Spirit, baptism, it all comes together in our gospel reading from Mark 1, 4 through 11. I want to back up just a tad. Notice the first verse of Mark, the first verse of how Mark begins the go- his, his gospel account. Mark says, the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah. And notice also that similarity to Genesis 1 with that beginning language. Mark sees the arrival of Jesus as a Genesis event. Jesus brings new creation. In Genesis, we see the creation of the world. In Jesus, we see the arrival of a new world, a new world order, a new way of living, the way we were always meant to live. So this is explained even more. The story of John baptizing Jesus, as we traditionally read this Sunday every year, Mark 1, 4 through 11. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time Jesus came from Nazareth and Galilee, was baptized by John in the Jordan, just as Jesus was coming up out of the water. He saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is God's Word. So if we bring all this together, we learn this basic thing about the Christian faith. Jesus is a new beginning God. Jesus is about fresh starts. Jesus invites us into this. In the Gospel of John, he calls it being born again. And we need to be a people that embrace the possibility of new life, fresh starts, and healthy change. And this good news of Jesus says crucial things about our past and about our future. Too often our past holds us back. We're stuck and we feel like we can't move beyond our past. For some of us, we experience that in our family of origin, and I love my family, but there's traces where I'm labeled by my past, and I'm reminded of it. I'll give you two silly examples. Once as a kid, I got a stomach ache at my grandmother's house after eating some chocolate, 
until the day Granny died. I mean, I was already in my 20s. She frequently monitored my dessert intake at her house. Granny would say, Joe Paul, remember how you are about chocolate. And I wanted to say, Granny, I was four years old, ate too many Oreos. It was just one day. Why must my chocolate intake be monitored the rest of my life, right? I remember another incident as a kid I've had to continue to live with. I was probably 10 or 11, and my best friend and I crashed our go-kart into the basketball pool. And I remember even into my 20s, my family would say, hey, be smart, make good decisions. Remember when you wrecked the go-kart. <laughs> even now, when one of my kids does something even remotely adventuresome, some in my family will say, you were like that. Remember when you wrecked the go-kart? <laughs> and I want to be like, I'm 42, it's 30 years ago. <laughs> Don't bring up the go-kart. I love my family. I mean, those are silly examples. But, but right, don't we have, some of us have far deeper examples of how our past, things we've done in our past, holds us back. It, it cripples us. It, it imprisons us in a way. I think back to my days as a youth minister. I remember a young man named Tyler. I think Tyler was 16 or 17 in this story. And uh, he got, got a speeding ticket one day. And uh, he didn't want to tell his parents he really didn't know what to do, so he just threw the ticket in his closet or his drawer, and he pretended it didn't happen. He never paid it. And a year later, I think it was on a Friday, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, he rolled a four-way stop, so he didn't come to a complete stop, and there was a police car in the parking lot, so it flashed its lights, pulled him over. And when they found the unpaid ticket on his record, they detained him. So they called his parents, but his parents felt like he needed to learn a lesson, so they, they didn't come pick him up. So he spent the weekend in juvenile detention. It was a holiday weekend. I think it was MLK weekend in January. So he didn't get out till Tuesday morning. So he was in juvenile uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. Um, Monday night, too. He didn't get out. So four nights, he, he's in juvenile. And uh, you know how quickly rumors spread. He very quickly became the kid that got arrested and spent the weekend in jail. You know, everybody's whispering. Everybody's talking about it at school. And I remember talking to him the following Sunday. He was still distraught. And in his 17-year-old mind, he couldn't see himself ever escaping it. I mean, he, he knew he'd made a stupid decision not paying the speeding ticket. Like, he wasn't making excuses about that. But he was like, four nights in juvenile for that? You know, like he's, And he was terrified that he'd be the guy that got arrested for the rest of his life. And over and over, I remember him saying, I'm not a bad kid, JP. I'm not a bad kid. And I just repeat it over and over. I know, Tyler. I know. This will not define you forever. I, I promise. This will not define you forever. Have you been there? Have you felt like you'd never escape your past? The good news of the gospel is that you can have a new beginning. A new creation. A new start. And Jesus offers this path forward. In baptism, we connect with the cross of Christ. We confess our past sin and we find forgiveness, healing of it. In baptism, we connect with the victory of the resurrection. So Jesus defeated the powers of death. Jesus defeated the evil forces of this world. We join in his victory and we say, hey, past, you cannot label me and control me forever. Do you need this fresh start? Do you want this fresh start? The message is repent and be baptized.
If you have been baptized, remember your baptism. Recommit your life to Christ. Here's the truth about the new birth. You have to own your stuff, and you have to not own other people's stuff. Your sin is your sin. No excuses. But you're not responsible for the sins of others. Don't try to own it. This is a good thing for us to consider. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it was kind of talking about the start of a new year, and it said a healthy thing for people to do at the start of a new year is you've got to identify what can you control, what can you not control. Make a list. All the things on your mind, pull out a journal. Make a list. Here are the things I can control. Here are the things I can't control. And I confess, friends, I spend a lot of time worrying about stuff I can't control. (laughs) But then the funny thing is, I ignore some things that I can control. And first of all, I can control myself. And it's tempting for people to think, I wish they would change. I wish those people I see on TV or social media, I wish those people would change. I wish my neighbors would change. I wish my boss or my teacher would change. I wish my family would change. I wish my husband or my wife or my son or my daughter or my mother or my father, I wish they would change. But you can't change others. You can only change yourself. And the good news is that Jesus wants to change you, to enable you to be the person you've always meant to to be. And a funny thing often happens when you change. When you change, the change that people experience in you does something to them. And often other people will choose to change because of the change they see in you. When we give up controlling others and we change ourselves, that's when others often choose to change themselves. And all of this leads to a very different future. If you admit your past, Jesus will heal you. If you see yourself the way Jesus sees you, you can move beyond your past. You can walk into a different future. The same spirit that hovered over the waters at creation now hovers around you. New life is possible. A fresh start is possible. And this is why the story of Jesus is good news. This is why it's gospel. There's a lot of hurt in our world, a lot of pain. There's a clear There's a clear lack of wisdom in so many places among so many people now. And just as Jesus said, we live among a wicked and perverse generation. We see that now, right? We need to confess. We need to repent. We need to claim that new life is possible in Jesus. And we need to show our enemies that new life is possible to model that for them. Our neighbors, our enemies, everyone. No matter what someone has done, they can find new life in Jesus. Your past does not define you. You can have a new beginning. Why did I tell that story about Tyler? I might have told it before. He's on my mind, though, because he messaged me about two weeks ago. I hadn't talked to him in a decade. He messaged me about two weeks ago. He said, I don't know if you... He started it off, I don't know if you remember me. And I'm thinking, of course I remember you, Tyler. I mean, we used to go running. We did a half marathon together. Of course I remember you. He lives just outside of Seattle, Washington now. He's a high school science teacher. He's married. He's walking with Jesus. And he said, uh, he said, I appreciate the ways you encourage me. And he said, I want you to know I'm encouraging my students the same way right now. And, uh, I don't know. That that was a that was a great thing to hear. It's like all of us are looking for some encouragement and that really made my smile. You see, the spirit hovered over him and didn't let his past imprison him. And he's living a good life. The life God always envisioned for him. He's living 
his new beginning. It's as if he heard a voice from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Ackland family, I miss you so much. And what I want for you more than anything else is to hear those words. Hear those words. You are my daughter. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. These are the words of the Lord. God, God is good to us. Please take a moment to uh, to worship God and to prepare your hearts and minds uh, for communion. Good morning, church, or good afternoon, evening, depending on what time you're able to listen to this recording. It's good to be with you, even if it's over a, uh, a recording this morning. Uh, I'm going to read a passage from Luke chapter 22, uh, from verses 14 to 20, and then in Exodus uh, chapter 12, uh, verse 14, as I uh, share some thoughts with you as we prepare for the Lord's Supper. So I'll start in Luke. It says, When the hour had come, he took his place at the table, that's, that's Jesus, uh, and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among you, among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body that is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. And now, uh, going back to Exodus chapter 12. So this is uh, the first Passover um, where it's, it's uh, being recorded, it's being instituted. And so in, in 14, you know, after um, the guidance is given, it is written, The day uh, shall be a day of remembrance uh, for you. You shall celebrate, celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as perpetual ordinance. Of course, we know that there are many generations that pass between the, the, the first Passover and when Jesus is uh, sharing this Passover meal with his disciples, with the apostles. And, um, you know, the thought that, that came uh, to me was Jesus is taking something that was uh, celebrated for generations and now he's instituting this um, new covenant uh, with with us. So not just with um, the, the Jewish people who were, who were chosen of God, but now uh, with all nations, um, you know, both Jew and Gentile. And so we are now being brought into this story. And we know that the story is, is not yet done, that uh, he... You know, Jesus is talking uh, about uh, that he will not uh, eat this meal again until the kingdom of God um, is fulfilled. And so we know that that is in the future. 
And so we are, we are, we are tied to this. And so I find comfort in, in knowing that we are part of a larger story that God is accomplishing um, and has accomplished in the sacrifice that Jesus has made and is represented in this bread that we take, which is the body of Christ broken for us, and in this cup, which represents the blood of Christ that is shed for us. And in, in doing so, our sins are forgiven. Um, the blood of the lamb that was sacrificed in Egypt and then was put over the, the doors um, as, as a sign so that when God came into Egypt that, that the people who had made that sacrifice, that they would be passed over. And now the blood that is shed for us is, is, is done in the same way so that in the judgment when God sees us and we're being judged, what is seen is the blood of Christ that is covering us and covering our sins, not because of something that we have done, but because of something that has been done for us that we are accepting. And I am thankful. I'm thankful to be spending this time with you, even over recording. I'm thankful for our elders who have kept us together um, for many weeks now, many, many months now, uh, that we have not been able to meet together. And I'm thankful that um, there are there are people that are making these recordings and putting them together and putting them out there for us so that we can continue to be together as a church. So I hope that you are doing well and this recording finds you well and that um, you, like uh, me, are called to remember what has been accomplished for us and are comforted by that. Why don't we pray together? Our Father in heaven, thank you for this time that we can gather together and meet and share this meal together. As we take whatever bread that we have, we know that it is your body broken for us. As we drink whatever cup we have this morning, we know that it represents your blood shed for us and we thank you for the forgiveness that comes through your sacrifice for us it is in jesus name that we pray and we offer our thanks today amen I will be reading from Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples. And he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. 
There were about 12 men in all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for another Lord's Day and all the blessings of life. Thank you for your Son, Christ Jesus, by whom we are saved by his death, burial, and resurrection. We thank you for the brothers and sisters of his church uh, to whom project the love of Christ on those enduring sickness and, and hard times. We pray for the continued healing for Marianne as she goes through her treatments um, and, uh, and and suffering the, the, the COVID-19 diagnosis. And we pray that uh, she'll get through that and so she can continue with her treatments. We pray for continued strength for her and her family. Uh, we also pray for Shelley's friend, Tommy Pig, as he fights against uh, the coronavirus. We pray for healing and a swift recovery for him and strength for him and his family. We also pray for Christy's mom as she's in rehabilitation uh, for at least another week. We pray for safety and, and good health while they can, while they while they care for uh, two people, and that they can arrange and extend it in home care for her parents. We recognize the first week of this new year has already presented uh, somewhat of an unsettling reality. How do we heal this division? How do we move on together peacefully? How do we project your light? Help us and help our nation's leaders, please, as we seek peace, unity, and truth. We pray this for those seemingly intent on the contrary as well. We believe better times are surely ahead. We recognize the work that needs to be accomplished moving forward. It does not stop. Give us the strength and willingness to do so, Lord. We pray that your light and love will be on full display. Be with us this week. Uh, We ask forgiveness and mercy our sins. We pray that you will come into our hearts and reside there, Father, forever, as we pray these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. Hey, bring in the announcements from January the 10th from the Soundproof booth at Porter Solutions. We want to wish Beth Conway a happy birthday on the 12th. We also want to wish Elliot Gibson a happy 8th birthday on the 14th. And Leah Wagner turns an amazing 5 years old on the 15th. So wish all those folks a happy birthday. On our prayer list, uh, Shelley's got a friend named Tommy who's got COVID. And uh, we would like to pray for his healing and support. Also, Please remember Mary Ann Corley in your prayers. Continue to pray for healing and comfort for her. Uh, I've gotten word that most of our frontline health workers have received their first round of vaccines this week, so that's really exciting. We want to praise God that we've got that vaccine and that we've got members that are starting to get that. Um, As usual, we want to encourage each and every one of you to continue listening to the podcast and please join us on the the Coffee and Donuts on Sunday morning and please join us for the Wednesday night Zoom. We would love to see your smiling or frankly even your frowning face on a Wednesday night Zoom. 
Everybody enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, check your front porch for coffee and donuts. You've been listening to 900 Ackland Avenue, the podcast for the Ackland Avenue Church of Christ. If you'd like more information about our community, our church website is http colon slash slash Thanks again for joining us. God bless.